Welcome to the midweek Mission Ridge podcast known as Footnotes. Footnotes is here to give you some of the stuff that we didn't have time to cover in the sermon and encourage you to dig in deeper as you study the text. So let's dive in and check out what's in the footnotes. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Footnotes. Glad to have you with us today on the podcast. Rob Croyle. Hello. Back with us again. It's so good to be back. Back from vacation. Jennifer Bartlett. Hi. Uh, we already got her cracking up. And back with us again. Back with us again. Kyle when, Wonders. Howdy, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Keep working on that one. No, Keep I'm working on it, that one. You know, it's going to take some time to refine. We'll <laughs> get there. Oh, of course, Logan's here. It's not the Southern California, you know, hello it, that I was expecting. He's, he's figuring <laughs> out, finding his legs, finding his legs on the podcast. It'll be great. There you <clears> go. Yeah. All right. So, Rob, you were gone last week. We managed to not burn down the office. I too badly. Close call. <laughs> Pretty close. I appreciate that. Pretty yeah. close. Uh, then I was preaching this Sunday, and uh, I did absolutely nothing wrong that I can remember. Um, obviously, no shortcomings. Mm-hmm. There were so many conversations about food and <laughs> and being rude. I was I was hungry by the time the service was over. Like there was okra flying in the uh, skylines. <laughs> And in Sabbath, you know, you said on Sabbath we intentionally look for his grandeur in everything from people. Rude. R O O D. R O O D. Yep. And art to babies, sports, hobbies, and music. So There's not good. more than one typo in here because that. <laughs> no, it's a it's a really awkwardly worded art to babies. Like, what, what is art to babies? It's he he breaks up his list. He doesn't just list everything. It's that first bit. It's the what? What are the first four? People rude, food. <laughs> so food. we we look for delight in people, food, art to babe, art to babe in in uh, blah 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 such as blah art to babies. And music, blah, blah, blah. He's, like, creating two lists, but putting them together. And it's really awkwardly worded, and I don't know why his editors didn't catch that. And art to babies sports, and that <laughs> is three words, art to babies. Art to art babies. Art to, like, I, that's got to be a typo. Sports, hobbies, and music. Mm-hmm. That is such an awkward sentence. Mm-hmm. And you only messed up rude. That's... This shouldn't be a shortcoming. We look for his grandeur in everything from food, or from people, food, and art to babies, sports, hobbies, and music. See, there's a critical and in there that you did not have in the sermon. The and changes it because and art to babies instead of just art to babies. No, it, there's and. There's an and. Oh well, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. I'm with you. And everything from people, food, and art. To, to babies, babies, sports, hobbies, and music. There should be a comma after art. Absolutely, I agree. And yeah. it is not in the original source text, other than screwing up food. Yeah, there's... I got it straight out of Scazzaro's book. Well, Pete, Pete, come on. Pete, we're going to give you this one. Nice mm-hmm. shortcoming, buddy. There you go. <laughs> but I definitely screwed up food and called it rude, or spelled it rude. And then, uh, yeah, you did... Mentioned the <coughs> okra when I made my Bob Ross reference. It's supposed to be ochre is the, the color. Dancing a little ochre across the sky. Interesting note, that is uh, the spelling of ochre is also an alternative spell, spelling to okra. Really? Oh. Yeah, I don't feel as bad now. Although I wasn't reading it, so I was just saying it wrong. What's that? It's just O-K-R-E. O C R E. O C R E. Yeah. Must be the French spelling or something. I don't know. Oh, that would make sense. Hmm. Interesting. Because okra is a southern thing, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. Is okra okra? Or is okra ochre in color? No. No, okay. Well it's like a green color. Yeah, I just wonder at what point. Oh, maybe. Uh, yeah. In the ripening process. Maybe. I don't know. All right, all right, all right. Well, that's entirely enough shortcomings. 
for one week. I'm sure uh, we could find more if we. Oh, we probably could. <laughs> probably could. Um, I mean, I spilled the Tic Tacs, the Altoids, at the beginning of the sermon. That was good. Mm-hmm. I threw those all over the floor. That was entertaining. I liked how you didn't pick them up for a solid thirty seconds and then decided to pick them up. Yeah, that was my processing of like, oh, oh I'm gonna step on them. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. That was a thing. My OCD said, oh, he just mixed the ones that hit the floor with the ones that hadn't. Well, really, earlier... Oh, uh, I think they had all hit the floor. Earlier today, he found one on the floor and just popped it in his mouth. It was delicious. No one's in here Mm. but us. 24-hour rule. (laughs) Um, Actually, I think that was one from probably the week before because Lori had put the small Altoids on the stand the week before. So it might have been there for an entire week. (laughs) So if I die of the Rona, that's where I got it. <laughs> like Kelly Clarkson would say, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Exactly. It was just a tiny Altoid. Uh, anyway, well, let's, uh, let's uh, talking about making you stronger, let's talk about love languages. That yes. has nothing to do with either of them, but I'm segueing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I used this analogy of the uh, familiar. That's what we decided to call them, right? Yes. Familiar. What did we start off calling them? Normal, standard. No, it started with a C. Boring. No, I don't know. It was something that we determined was going to ring wrong with people. So, oh well, we called them the familiar, mm-hmm. familiar ways of connecting with God. Um, and then, as we were writing down a couple of these, Jen and myself brainstorming in Sermon Club last week, <clears throat> we came to the conclusion that. Oh wait, these seem very similar to the five love languages, and then we came up with five of them, and then we kind of mapped out which ones were which. And so, when we were brainstorming, Jen, mm-hmm. we decided that Bible study was like physical touch, right? Which is where I made the joke about physically having your phone in your hand, um, which worked way better than I thought it was going to. People giggled at that one; it made me feel good. Um, Sucker for affirmation that I am. And then uh, words of affirmation, that would have been prayer time. Right. Uh, quality time, on the other hand, was worship is what we decided. However, talking with Rob the other day, it was determined that quality time and words of affirmation could be flip-flopped because yeah, worship could also that. be words of affirmation. I would say worship is more words of affirmation. Yeah. It really could go either way. Yeah. No, there's a flip flop there. I see mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And then prayer could be either words of affirmation or quality time, depending on. Right. Uh, and then we had tithing slash mm-hmm. generosity. And then finally, which obviously would be gifts, right. would parallel with gifts. Um, or, or acts of service. Acts of, yeah, because generosity and acts of service can be very tightly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Which is what so we ran into talking last night, Kyle. Yeah. When I was listening to you preach, I'm going, oh, five love languages. And it makes total sense because God is a being. He created us with certain uh, ways of expressing and experiencing love. Mm-hmm. And typically, most of us will... Uh, kind of lean towards two, two out of the five. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's just a, our uniqueness. I know with each of my kids, it's different. Mm-hmm. And with my wife, is hers is different than mine. So uh, it just makes sense that if God creates us with those kind of innate needs or desires, that they would be innate needs or desires that he possesses since we are made in his image. So I thought that was fantastic. I was wondering, you said these are the familiar ways of, of contemplating God. Mm -hmm. Did you have unfamiliar or less familiar or less common ways? So the kind of the second where I got into the talking about, contemplating in nature, maybe, or enjoying God's creation. Um, some of those things might be the unfamiliar ones. So, for example, the, where we had talked about delight the week before, things that you're going to find delight in, 
and how delight creates a space for you to contemplate maybe. Um, <clears throat> so you might really enjoy cooking and that would be maybe not the first, like if, if somebody said, Oh, how do you connect with God? And you respond with, well, I cook. Mm-hmm. That might seem a little odd at first glance. Um, however, I think that that uh, if for cooking is is your way to connect with God, then that's going to be one. It's probably going to fall into one of those five categories. Honestly, um, something about the cooking. Maybe it's a maybe it's a meditative sort of thing or it's an act of worship or maybe you're cooking for other people and it's an act of service. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I don't know necessarily if it has to, um, but that kind of the, the aspect of delighting in his creation and finding delight in the creator's creation kind of, which is Mm -hmm. where I got into the artist conversation, um, that those might be unfamiliar for some people compared to, well, yeah, I'm going to study my Bible and pray and sing some hymns and give, you know, to the church and do acts of service to love my neighbor, right? Mm-hmm. So there's the familiar ones that are what you just listed, and then there's the ones that are unique to the person that God created. So, like, yeah. each one of us in the room are going to have a different way that we might connect with God that is outside of those five well, and for for you, Logan, you've mentioned that on Saturday, listening to worship music, your Sabbath time, listening to worship music isn't actually what helps you because that actually draws you back into your work. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so, what kind of music? Uh, I mean, it's going to change. It could be hardcore gangster rap. It could be listening to Tool. It could be listening to Beethoven symphonies. It might be listening to some Philip Glass minimalistic music. I mean, who knows? Um, but none of those would be, oh, yeah, no, that's a quality way of connecting to yeah. God. No, someone's <laughs> driving down the street and like, oh, there goes Logan. Worshiping. Worshiping away. That reminds, that reminds early on uh, with the worship team. I was leaving church one Sunday, and I was rocking out to a song, and Lori saw me, and she sent me a text and was like, uh, listening to Crowder, huh? Because I was apparently just like getting after the song. And, uh, <laughs> and so she texts me and says, listening to Crowder, huh? And I text her back, and I said, no, actually, that was Eminem. Uh, <laughs> hashtag pastor fail. <laughs> Well, you know, I love that for Marty and his family, the simple act of buying flowers creates this moment. And, and part of it is the, the journey. Mm-hmm. It's the walking. It's the moving from the house over to the store, which which that was in Moscow. That that was really birthed in Moscow. And, and I wonder how much that has changed now, now that he's in a new home in a new town. Sure. I, I imagine that that's different because you know the journey was 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 part of it, but when he'd walk with his son or his daughter or the whole family to to buy a bouquet, and how how seeing flowers on the table once a week becomes this almost Pavlonian experience of mm-hmm. oh it's Sabbath. It creates a little bit of space, which draws you into contemplation. Right. Which for those of us who had experiences of someone baking something very specific for 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 a holiday celebration, whether it be an apple pie around Christmas or Thanksgiving or, you know, to have those smells come back, whatever that traditional meal mm-hmm. or that traditional dessert is and and then to, and then to walk by that 
in another setting and then have these memories kind of flood back. I think, I think that leads us into that contemplative. Yeah. Yeah. State for sure. Mm -hmm. So what would be, so Marty's ritual, obviously that he talked about was buying flowers helps create this space. So within your Sabbath, what are what's your ritual or some of your rituals that help create that space to contemplate in? So I'm trying to create dinners for Christy and, and Jacob on Friday night that kind of invites them into that. So it's it's the meal part for them. And and then most of the rest of my kids are they come over Saturday Saturday night. And so again I've just been thinking in terms of oh, we have been doing a lot of barbecuing and I I like barbecuing. We may continue to do that. That may be the thing, but how can we make that more special like yeah, it was kind of a holdover mm-hmm. from what we've done all year long. And so for me, it's around f- meal, it's around food. That's that's kind of the most consistent thing. Um, there's also for Christy and I, if we go to the gym and then we go out for coffee or a drink afterwards... Um, that, that's actually been something that's really been a blessing. It's, it's led to some great conversations when it's just her and I. And so those are, those are just a few of the things I haven't tried a ton of things at this point. And I don't know if I've got anything that's really stuck. Sure. Not that I have a functional Sabbath by any means. Um, like I'm getting there, you know, it's a progress making. But mm-hmm. so when yeah, I come, exactly. when I go to a state where I'm like trying to just contemplate things over and think things over, I'll just leave all my phone. I even take off my watch and I just leave it in my room and I go for a walk just by myself without any distractions. And that like intentionality of leaving everything behind just creates a, sp- uh, creates a space for me to be between me and God. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. although like, there's still outside distractions that could come in. Like if I get distracted by a bird or a, a squirrel, something like that. It's, it, that squirrel! <laughs> that distraction is part of God's creation. And I can still be present with God with there. Whereas if I have my phone on me, I'll get distracted by a text and mm-hmm. then end up completely missing the point of why I'm doing this. Sure. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Mm, I think for me, I mean, we've talked we talked last week about how I start my Sabbath, well, when it's not, you know, 90 degrees outside. I start my Sabbath by baking. Mm. And like there's a delight in that, but there's also this time of contemplation as well. Like it's a little uh, twofer. Mm. Um So I really enjoy that. I'm excited for fall so that like baking season can start again and um, and then I tend to go for a walk and just, um, enjoy that time of just walking and thinking and not being distracted, like Kyle said, so. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I'm, I don't have a ton of great rhythms established yet, um, but the ones that I've been trying to get established, uh, I usually start my Saturdays, which normally I try to do Friday night to Saturday evening Mm -hmm. um, for Sabbath. But Saturday morning, I usually try to start off by working on my fish tanks. So I'll do a water change or clean the glass or whatever whatever they need for that week. Um, (coughs) Which usually just entails, you know, doing a little bit of maintenance and then just sitting there and staring at fish for a while. Um, Acts of beta service. Acts of beta service, absolutely. <laughs> you know, it's it's my own world. I just put happy little happy little plants in there. 
little okra here, the okra there. A little, little okra here, a little okra there. Oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> that one's not going away. <laughs> nope. <laughs> oof, oof. All right. Yeah. So, but the that that ritual, I think, kind of that's kind of a morning ritual for me on Saturday mornings, um, when that when that goes well. So, uh, I think that that kind of gets. I th- I think it is the it's the ritualistic and the consistency of doing that that creates that space and creates that rhythm. Um, kind of like you mentioned with the the apple pie for a. You know, it is almost Pavlonian mm-hmm. in that, oh, yeah, it's Sabbath. There's flowers on the table. Well, and I and I think it almost, it may be easier to figure out how to do this for someone else. Mm. Like, how do I make this meaningful for the rest of the family? I mean, and, you know, Marty was saying, it's a cheap bouquet of flowers. Like, I'm not spending a, sure, you know. A big wad of cash on this thing, sure. And so that's not the that's not the point. It's not the point. Isn't how much, but it's it's somewhat symbolic of. Hey, this is something that kind of beautifies this moment for mm-hmm. us as a family. It's it's a simple pleasure, mm-hmm. and you know, like Jen, I know you've talked about baking things, as you start Thursday evening. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I imagine sometimes you're baking for yourself, but how many times are you actually really baking with someone else in mind? Yeah, I think it's a little, like, I know the girls will enjoy it, or it's something I share with other people. Like, if I bake cookies, I don't need three dozen cookies. Snickerdoodles for, for Robin Co. Yeah. I haven't done that in a while. I know. It's because it's so freaking hot. <laughs> that was so he subtle. He jumped Rob. on that. <laughs> that was so <laughs> subtle. Wow. I'm not sure what you're doing Thursday morning, but uh, <laughs> our Life Transforming group will be meeting here in the office. And uh, if you want to deliver cookies, oh my I'll keep goodness. that in mind. We'll look at the temperature for Wednesday night. Oh my goodness. <laughs> or if anybody wants to install centralized air in my. <laughs> <laughs> You could bake in my house. <laughs> I don't I don't know what just happened here. That was that was something. Sounds like you're getting cookies <laughs> on Thursday. <laughs> Depending on the weather. <laughs> she doesn't want with a chance of cookies. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It was meatballs. It's raining, it's raining snickerdoodles. <laughs> oh, that would be so delicious. That sounds painful. all right the sugar that killed you um yeah let's see here oh next on the docket this i forgot to we we came up with this idea when we were brainstorming in sermon club Mm -hmm. and then i didn't put it into my sermon for whatever reason i don't know probably because my eyesight's bad and i didn't see it on the board so uh we had this 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 idea that contemplation and delight they're obviously related um, but they kind of they they kind of form this symbiotic relationship. Maybe would be a way to put it. Beautiful that, word choice. <clears throat> I do what I can. It's uh, like venom, uh, in that it is symbiotically attached to. Uh, less less beautiful word choice. I mean, <laughs> you had so something and you had something it. and let it go. Yep. All right, we'll see if we can circle back around to it. Um, so Jeez. contemplation and delight. They're uh, related in that it it pulls us between the creation and the creator, and so when we when we step back to or when we when we delight in something, right, then it it we're we're usually delighting in the creation. Uh, so imagine like uh, for me, I maybe I go I go fishing, right, and I'm I'm delighting in creation, or uh, listening to whatever piece of music. Um, you know, or uh, enjoying the painting, and and so that it, that act of enjoying whatever we delight in, like the Scazzaro quote, maybe it art, art to babies, <laughs> um, delighting in whatever it is, causes us and reminds us of the Creator, mm-hmm. which makes us contemplate, and when we 
contemplate that relationship between the creator and the creation, then we usually end up delighting in the creation more, which then draws us into deeper contemplation, which then draws us into delighting more, which then draws us into deeper contemplation, which then draws us into delighting more. And the whole thing just keeps circling and circling and you just keep getting more and more engrossed in this, which I, I kind of alluded to in the sermon, but I didn't really like hit that of these, they just circle each other so much. Right. Well, you know, and when you talk about that, I, I think in terms of there's a infatuation phase of relationships that kind of drives the 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 chemical reactions that go on on side of of a man's brain and a woman's brain. That I think draws the technical them. term is Twitter pated. Twitter pated. <laughs> yeah. So Kyle's like, what? You'll learn that. It's in not a college. technical term. <laughs> <laughs> okay. In particular, if you meet them, <laughs> if you if you oh. if you meet them on Twitter, if for sure that's the t- nobody uses Twitter here. <laughs> it's you, me, and Mike. Rob, we're the only ones. <laughs> Joshua. Yeah, yeah. Josh uses Twitter too. Yeah. <laughs> There's a couple. The minority. <laughs> But there's, it doesn't take a whole lot of effort during that phase, that infatuation phase of the relationship to take notice and to go, wow, your eyes are beautiful. Wow, I love the way you smile. Wow, I love the way you what said that. What big teeth you have. <laughs> Is this why you're single? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> what big ears you have. Oh yeah, yeah. You just you with my dear. You just you just derailed. Oh, maybe I need to counsel you on on how to have a conversation with a lady. Oh boy. Oh jeez. Next week's sermon: How to compliment. I'm gonna be gone. Darn. You still have to listen to it for the podcast. You're good. Anyway, uh, but it seems like as as relationship grows and matures and moves forward, you know, that chemical, you know, all those all, all those endorphins, all those things that cause you to really kind of pay attention, they subside, and in every relationship, there's just kind of this lull of of. Yeah, this is just kind of normal. I mean, this mm-hmm. is just kind of, yeah, you're just like. This, this is the normal. standard. Yeah. So Jesus talks about in Revelation about returning to your first love. Hmm. And it's this call to to this church to, hey, take notice again of of your savior and and his majesty and all that he is and and I love what you talked about when it when it comes to art you see something about the creator when you look at art you get you get some kind of sense of what they value what they notice what they see the yep. lens that they look at when they look at life uh you could you could tell that by different types of directors and Mel Bay values explosions. <laughs> yeah, big, loud, Mel Bay. bold. He's the guy that did transform Transformer movies, oh, etc. Gotcha. He likes explosions. Then he's in the right genre with yeah. Transformers. Yeah, so you know, um, probably wouldn't be a great director for Pride Little and women. Prejudice. Oh, although okay, let's be honest. Pride and Prejudice and Zombies was a delight. I haven't seen it. Don't was find there explosions? Uh, there was a mild, maybe. Not a ton of explosion, but Mel Bay could probably do a pretty good Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies movie. Pride, Prejudice, and explosions. A- absolutely, exploding zombies. What could be better? But Some, yeah, no. Someone's turned over in their grave right about now. <laughs> Poor Jane Austen. <laughs> Poor She's Jane. Like, no. 
absolutely not. Not again. I've already desecrated <laughs> no, it with the zombies. No, now you no want explosions. <laughs> so, at any rate, I, I think it's just when we actively take notice, when we actively look and look for whether it's in our creator or when we actively look in the people around us and how God uniquely created them, and and we put aside this idea of what well, what have you done for me lately? You know, you've done these five things well, you've done these ten things not so well. We put away that conversation and we just reflect on on who they are, what about them is it that we value? Where do we want to go as a community? You know, like for my wife and I, you know, thinking in terms of what do we want to do long term? Like, what what's our bucket list as a couple? Those are some of the conversations mm. that have come out of out of uh, Sabbath. Probably like a five gallon, ten gallon, maybe even a big one, thirty gallon. That would be the bucket list. <laughs> oh my god! Yes. <laughs> yes. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Uh, reason, reason you're number, welcome. reason number three. <laughs> How many reasons <laughs> can we come up with in one footnotes? <laughs> There's a lot. <laughs> Never mind. Shakespeare reference. How can I count the ways, etc. Uh, but good point, Rob. I like that point. I derailed it like four or five times, but it was a good point. Excellent job. Uh. He doesn't like to talk about relationship stuff, so he has to derail it to keep it from hitting home. (laughs) Sure, that's it. Okay. (laughs) Jen, you had a delightful question. I did. That you posed to us. I actually thought you posed the question in your sermon, and I just put it in Slack. But yeah, I posed it. No, I posed it. Okay, good. Because I don't remember what I say during sermons. So the question was, how has contemplating God impacted your view of others and... Caused you to delight in them. Whoa. My writing is beautiful. Caused you to delight in them. So as I have been contemplating this question, um, I just realized that I'm very quick to find people annoying and it... I hide it well. Um, maybe that's my poker face. Oh. Mm. Um, but because I contemplate God and I know that he loves th- those people, I'm always much more willing to extend grace and compassion and love. And it helps me delight in them even when I'm like, oh, gosh. I'm rolling my eyes really hard at you. Inside, so gosh, now, right. now everybody's gonna think I'm a judgmental jerk, but that's what I'm thinking. Now mm. I'm just really nervous. You think I'm annoying? <laughs> Don't Kyle, she thinks she has a poker face. Okay. It's not true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're awful, <laughs> kind of like your poker face. Oh. <laughs> Anyway, somebody else answered this question now. I'm feeling self conscious. Oh, I know. Go ahead. I feel like this question kind of goes back to what we were just saying about look or what you said in the sermon about how within the artist you can see some of the creator. Like within this, within other people, you can see some of God, which is something you already said. So like contemplating God, I think you you're almost you have to have that affect your view of others just because there is a piece of God within them. Mm-hmm. Like it'd be you wouldn't be truly contemplating God if you didn't allow that mm. contemplation to be extending to those around you. You're only contemplating some parts of God, and that's a selective Christianity, and selective Christianity is not real Christianity. Oof. That's a hot take, but Ooh, I'm there for it. Me too. I'm there for it. I like, see, mm, Kyle, still my favorite. <laughs> Rob, you got this grin on your face over there. I think Kyle's all over it. You know, the. We, if we're not seeing God's creativity in the people around us, if all we're seeing is problems, then maybe they aren't the problem. Mm. Maybe maybe we're the problem. 
maybe our attitude, maybe our expectations has become the problem. Mm-hmm. And so I think Sabbath is a, is a great way to kind of reset and go, you know, I think, I think it's a great way to kind of put a hard stop on our expectations of people and go, I'm putting those aside for 24 hours. In the reset. Yeah, for the next 24 hours, I'm, I'm Sabbathing even from my own expectations of, of other people. Mm. And I'm not going to focus on what they do or don't do. And, and I'll go back to like when my kids were young and, and the conversation, sometimes as a parent, the conversation is just always about homework or always mm-hmm. about the room or sure. always about their chores. And it's like, why won't you ever, you know, mm-hmm. just follow through? You know, that's and and that's hard both on the person that does put an out expectation, but it's also hard on the person that, for whatever reason, they're not living up to the expectation. Mm-hmm. Like to always have that be the conversation. All you ever say to me, mom, or all you ever say to me, dad, is, I suck, and I know I suck. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to suck, and you know, and so I think Sabbath, when we Sabbath from our expectations, and just delight, just contemplate, just rest, just enjoy people for being people, and being made in the image of God, and reflecting on that, and letting that be the conversation for 24 hours, maybe that changes the next six days too. Yeah. That's good. I think the, the, cause part of, part of Sabbath is resetting how I, how I view myself. I'm not a human doing, I'm a human being. Right. Right. And when I do that for myself, it's also going to affect how I view other people mm-hmm. they're human beings not human doings right they're where where it takes us back to that week one conversation in care groups of where do i find my value where do i find your value is it in what you can do for me is it what i can do and what i can produce or is it in the fact that god created you right which contemplating the creator brings us right back around to that and delighting in the creation as opposed to what the creation does? When I said somewhere in this series that the thing that messed with my Sabbath the most and and really shocked me because I've had moves mess with my Sabbath. I've had change of of houses, change of towns, change of jobs, change my Sabbath. But the thing that had really kind of messed with it the most was the fact that I was now a lead pastor. Mm Mm-hmm. And I called last year my my rookie season, mm-hmm. and there was a ton of things that I didn't know I needed to learn. I one I didn't know I'd be a, a senior pastor, so didn't expect that. But there were a ton of things that, that I've had to grow into, and many of those things are are still you know on that's still part of my journey. But when Sunday is go time, right? Yep. And and my first day off is Friday, and that's not really a day off. Mm-hmm. And then Saturday is my Sabbath. But do I really feel prepared for Sunday? Yep. You know, it's <laughs> like I think I asked you Saturday night. How how do you feeling about? This week. Yep. Yeah, because you were gone. So it's kind of was a Logan show. Yeah. So, you, I mean, you had not only did you have to preach, but you had to cover for things that I typically do. Mm-hmm. I had to figure out how to do the bulletin, which you had explained. And I had promptly forgotten because <laughs> that was like five <laughs> days ago. I was like, wait, no, I, I vaguely remember this. Yep. Okay, I'm going to have to do this and save this that way. Oh, I should probably install InDesign. Yeah, I'll need that. (laughs) (laughs) 
but here's a guy that's supposed to be leading people spiritually that is wrestling every Sabbath. I'm wrestling every Sabbath over for a year. Yeah. Over my identity on well enough on whether or not I'm doing this well. Sure. You know, never mind the fact that I'm confident that God's called me to this. Like I I'm confident of that. Sure. But am I living it out well? And and that's it's and it's all about doing. Mm-hmm. And the, and that's messed with my Sabbath, and it's taking me work to actually just okay. I'm really gonna rest. I'm really gonna delight. Nice. I'm really gonna contemplate. Cool. Now we've talked about sermon club uh, a couple of times in the podcast here. Uh, we may mention of me and Jen brainstorming. And obviously, you weren't here this week. You were on vacation, so you were away and weren't part of Sermon Club this week. But we still managed to survive, barely. Skin mm. of our teeth, skin of our teeth. But uh, you guys are great. This I is really, a. Uh, I was really happy with with what you guys had had uh, produced. And I, so twenty years ago, I pastored some retirement homes. I pastored three retirement homes. I created my own sermons. I. Pick passages out of the, you know, like, like oh, uh, this week I'll talk Romans three, you know, <laughs> sure. And I, you know, I was I was new to it, and you know, I had a couple of years of Bible college under my belt, but that's not a ton. And I was doing this by myself, and we've inherited the sermon club practice of of multiple people coming together. Uh, sometimes all the folks that come together for that conversation, wrestling over what will this sermon look like. Mm-hmm. Sometimes all those folks preach. Sometimes some preach, but not all. You know, and so it's a. It, we've seen it take on different forms, both in Moscow and and uh, and then here. Mm-hmm. And I just I love I well, love that a- process. I love. Having a lot of voices involved in the conversation, bringing in different perspectives. Mm-hmm. It's kind of foreign. I, I didn't, I mean, I was just kind of used to it, I guess, since being in Moscow and Pullman and then coming over here. And it, like for the last, look at my watch, like that's going to tell me, the last probably eight years. Yeah, about, you know, give or take a couple minutes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The last eight years. Eight years years and 37 seconds. All right, right there. Mm -hmm. Um, The last eight years or so, this is what I just, uh, well, of course, why wouldn't you have a group of people coming together to collaborate on creating the sermon material and the bringing everything together and throwing it in a pot and then sifting through it and refining it and out pops this this thing that's had multiple minds working on it. And I know I've mentioned that to a couple of people and they go, huh, what's that? And then when I explain what sermon club is, typically other pastors. Yeah. Yeah. Other pastors or, you know, other people that are involved with ministry in some way, shape or form, um, or, or have just been involved with the church heavily. Um, They, you know, a lot of times they think it's a really cool idea. But it's definitely a new concept for a lot of people. So when we just draw, oh, yeah, Sermon Club on Tuesdays, well, that's what that is. Um, that's, that's, how we, that's how we come up with stuff here. Uh, I, I appreciate it. I think, I think it greatly helps yeah, with I, the end product. I know when I'm preaching, at least. I enjoy yeah. the process. I enjoy... So the person that is preaching... They're the ones that ultimately has to determine well what pieces fit. You know, we I want whoever's preaching to be true to themselves when they're preaching. It's it's not yeah. like, well, Rob told me that these are the five words I got to say, and so here they are, and I don't know what they mean, but you know, here we go. <laughs> yeah, that would. <laughs> what is ochre? Okra? Why did he tell me to say that? <laughs> <laughs> 
And so I love seeing your creativity, you know, Logan, come out when when you preach and and just your personality kind of flow through that, uh, your heart for God, you know, shine through that. And I know that I I feel like our product has remains pretty dang consistent, regardless who's preaching, and the conversation that that we need to have, I, I feel like that's a pretty consistent conversation. And, and so, you know, you don't, you don't have these wild swings from one, one preacher to the next, as far as, Hey, this is what's important. No, this is what's important. Mm-hmm. No, this is what's important. Yeah. So, um, I enjoy that process. And I, I was, I wasn't involved in the sermon club this time because I was out of town and I got to sit there as you know, like most of our folks going, oh, that's cool. I didn't know they were going to bring that into the conversation. Oh, I hadn't considered that. Oh, Alec is all mm-hmm. brand new to me all the way through, even though we'd outlined big picture wise what each conversation would be about. There was so much detail that you you two had brought forth in this process, and I, I just thought it was fantastic. Just getting all glowy in here. Yeah. My goodness. That was awesome. <laughs> Air hug. Air hug. Jen's like, look what we did. Uh, love it. I made this. <laughs> <laughs> we should contemplate it's, this and delight it's in macaroni it. Macaroni and ochre. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, uh, we have been using a bunch of videos from Marty, and we thought it would be fitting to give them another shout out. We've talked about this before, uh, we'll talk about them again. But uh, Marty Solomon and Impact Campus Ministries, Impact the U, which is possibly a frustratingly difficult... uh, Is that their website URL? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, Impact the U. That's a... Is it Y-O-U or... No, it's just the capital letter U as in university. Yeah. Campus Ministry University. Campus Ministry. Tend to go together. Yeah, and it's... uh, It looks like Impact... Thou, because <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's impact the you, but nothing's capitalized, and so it looks like a French word. But we will, we will, we'll link it in the show notes. We'll Definitely link it in the show notes. Um, give them a, give them a look, see, uh, look them up, see if there's anything near you. If you're involved in campus ministries, don't worry, Kyle. There isn't one here in Missoula I'm curiously yet. Enough though, that's how I got connected to Mission Ridge. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, what? because back home, I had some friends who were root, involved root. in Impact, and they were like, talk to this guy, and I talked to this guy, and this guy, I don't know who that guy was. <laughs> I wish I did. <laughs> but then this guy was like, talk to Logan, and then I talked to Logan, and now I'm here. Well, yeah. and I'll, I'll say this about Marty. Uh, Marty is is a great friend to this ministry. Uh, he has supported us in so many ways, and uh, we brainstorm with him on the regular uh, on the regs as the kids say we uh kids don't say that we look quite a bit he he's a blogger uh he has a blog called making talmudim talmudim is the term for disciple in hebrew so if you don't know how to spell that that's okay we'll have that in the show notes as well but making talmudim.blogspot.com uh great resource for understanding jesus in cultural context. Yeah. And uh, and then if you are interested in more teachings from Marty, because he is uh, pretty phenomenal, he is he is very well researched. He, uh, in engaging with uh, college students, has to be able to speak, uh, you know, from a very well-researched... Well-versed, eloquent, intelligent manner. Yeah. So he he is well read. He he reads some heady stuff, uh, probably four or five books a month. But uh, if you want to follow him and some of his, some of his teachings, you could go to bemadiscipleship.com. Bema is uh, name of the podcast, and that's it's another Hebrew word. But yeah. uh, again, these will be. All linked in the show notes, but um, definitely give that a look. 
you could take a look at what uh, what Marty's teaching in other arenas and and other conversations he's having about scriptures is pretty pretty phenomenal stuff. Absolutely. Well, Rob and Jen are going to wrap up the series this week. Mm-hmm. With uh, it'll be fulfilled. It'll be fulfilled. Yes. It'll be filled full. Overflowing with fill. <laughs> Foreshadowing. <laughs> oh, you don't really even know how good that oh, was. Man. <laughs> Kyle has no idea what he said. It's gonna I blow his mind later. It's gonna be tasty. Sunday. That's oh geez. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> buttery goodness. Buttery goodness. Mm. All mm. right. Caramely well, goodness. Oh, that's gee. the that's the caramely or caram car- caramelly? Caramelly. We'll have to discuss that next week. Tune again tune in again. Tune in, tune in again, tune in again. <laughs> tune in again to join us next week. I still that still doesn't sound right. I don't know. Tune in next week. We'll there join you, you again. Go. I don't know, something or another. This is the ending of footnotes. Please come back. <laughs> Art to babies. For joining us. Art to babies. Ochre Art of Babies. <laughs> and rude. <laughs> See you guys next time. Peace. Peace. See ya. You've been listening to Footnotes on the Mission Ridge podcast. For more information about Mission Ridge, please visit our website at missionridge.church. Thanks for tuning in. We hope the rest of your week is straight up hashtag blessed and that you'll join us again next week for more Footnotes.